Good morning. Today is Wednesday, November 23rd, 2022. Can you be a good person and not believe in God? Certainly. Just as you can be a horrible person while believing in God. Are you still Jewish if you do not believe in God? Definitely. Can you do mitzvos if you do not believe in God? For sure. So, why believe in God? And the truth is, this question is asked today more and more with more and more people concluding, I do not believe in God. In 2014, there was an article published in Commentary magazine that received a lot of attention. It was written by Jay Lefkowitz, who is a prominent attorney in New York. And he describes himself as an observant Jew who prays every day, keeps kosher, observes the mitzvos, but is really not sure how God fits into my life. And he argued in this article that many Jews, particularly many Jews who identify as modern, modern Orthodox, would more aptly be called social Orthodox. That's the term that he coined, meaning they're committed to leading a life based on halacha, Jewish law, but they are less sure that the Torah is the literal word of God or of where they land on the question of faith in God. Jay Lefkowitz is describing a real and growing phenomenon. And it is clear to me that although the belief that the Torah, as we have it, was clearly transmitted by God to the Jewish people is the belief of the bulk of the Orthodox world, including modern Orthodox Jews, but I believe, along with Lefkowitz, that the disagreement with that statement is growing. I think there are many Jews who call themselves Orthodox and don't believe, for example, that God actually cares what I eat, what I put in my mouth. There are people that keep kosher, but don't believe in God or don't believe that God is aware of how we act and holds us accountable for what we do. There are people who come to shul, they pray, but they don't believe that anyone is actually listening to the words they say. Now, I want to be very, very clear. There is benefit in these actions, even in the absence of belief in God. 
It builds community. It connects us to something larger than ourselves. It's a connection to our past. We inculcate moral values through these actions of the mitzvos. It gives us a certain sense of discipline, what to do and what not to do, self-control. And all of these benefits and many more will accrue even without a belief in God. And that is wonderful that so many people under those circumstances are still performing mitzvot. It is wonderful. The question is, what is wrong with that? What is lacking in that? After all, doesn't Judaism emphasize action over belief? If a person's actions are in accordance with Jewish law, what do we care if they do not have a belief in God? So first, let me address this last comment. And that is that there is a very widespread misconception, misunderstanding of a a topic in the subject where many people believe that Judaism accepts, that Jewish law accepts action without believing God. And that is incorrect. That's simply a misunderstanding of what the Talmud says. The Talmud does have a long discussion about whether a person who performs a mitzvah without intent has still technically fulfilled that mitzvah. But that refers to a person who goes through the technical actions of the mitzvah, but without emotionally tuning in to why I'm doing the mitzvah. For example, a person uh, on the first night of Pesach swallows a piece of matzah, but they did not think to themselves, I'm doing it because it, it is reenacting the Passover story, connects me with the slavery, connects me with the freedom. I'm doing it without that internal awareness. Is that still considered a mitzvah? And the answer is yes. As long as a person did the action, it's not an ideal mitzvah. A person should be aware of the significance of the layers of meaning, but minimally a person has fulfilled the obligation as long as they chew and swallow a piece of matzo on the first night of Pesach. But that has nothing to do with a person who does not have a belief in God a person who does not believe that by doing this action I am fulfilling a mitzvah that God command me to do, belief in mitzvah, sorry, belief in God is a mitzvah in the Torah and it is a Jew's obligation to have and to hold a belief in God. Lefkowitz writes in his article to support his argument he says, he writes, there is a long tradition in Judaism engaging of engaging first in religious practices and letting matters of faith come later. And as a proof text for this, he quotes the famous verse in the Torah, Na Sevenishma, when God came to the Jewish people several weeks after leaving Egypt at Mount Sinai and said, I'm going to give you the Torah, the Jewish people said, Na Sevenishma, we will do it 
and we will understand it. So Lefkovich understands from this, we will do first and understand afterwards, meaning as long as we do the action, even if the faith in God comes later or is not there, the action is the main thing. In this, Lefkovich is clearly mistaken in his understanding of this passage. What this passage means, the Jewish people at Mount Sinai committed to observing all of the mitzvahs of the Torah because they believed in God, because they trusted that whatever God would command them is in our best interest. Of course, it was accompanied by a deep an acute belief in God, the idea that Nasa Venishma means that it's okay if I do mitzvot without believing in God, that is simply a misunderstanding of what that passage, what that phrase means. So why is it important that when we do a mitzvah, we do it ideally with a sense of God as a reality, as one who has commanded us and who is aware and holds us accountable for actions. Why is that so important? Well, number one, it's important because it's true. This is a little bit of a sacrilegious story, but um, Niels Bohr was a Nobel Prize-winning physicist. And a fellow scientist once visited Bohr at his home, and he saw to his amazement that Neil Bohr had fixed a horseshoe over the door to his home for good luck. So the scientist, the visitor, said to Niels Bohr, said, Niels, you don't really believe that a horseshoe actually gives you good luck. And Bohr replied, of course not. But you see, the thing is, it works whether you believe it or not. God exists and is aware of us and holds us accountable whether we believe it or not. It is simply true. Number two. It is a mitzvah. Jews have an obligation to believe that there is a God, a personal God, who is aware of us and who holds us accountable. That is a mitzvah for us to fulfill. Number two. And number three, there are certain mitzvahs where a belief in God and awareness of God's presence is essential to what the mitzvah is. For example, prayer. We refer to prayer as avodah shebelev, a service to God that comes from our heart. That we are speaking directly to God. If you pray and you're not talking to God, you are not clear that there is a God who is listening carefully to every word that you say, then you're not praying. At best, you're practicing Hebrew. Now, it's very good to practice Hebrew, and I encourage all of us to continue to practice Hebrew. 
but you haven't prayed. Because the essence of prayer is avodah shabalev, is standing in the presence of God and addressing God and knowing that God is listening to every word. Why is prayer so difficult for all too many of us? Why is prayer so often lacking in enthusiasm, lacking in feeling, lacking in meaning? Why aren't we more fulfilled by prayer today? Rabbi Abraham Joshua Heschel once wrote, the modern synagogue suffers from a severe cold. The services are prim, the voice is dry, the building is clean and tidy, but no one will cry. The words are still born. Why does this afflict us today? So, the problems that all too many of us have with prayer, it's not because of the rabbi, and it's not because of the chazan. It's not because of the seats. It's not because of the air conditioning. It's not because of the books. It's not because of the language. It's not because of the mechitz in an Orthodox synagogue, and it's not because of the Kiddush. We may tell ourselves this, that these are the issues that are inhibiting meaningful prayer, but the truth is this is simply something that we busy ourselves with, and we need to improve all of those areas. But even if we make all of those areas perfect for every person, it's not going to fix prayer. All of those things are excuses because there's only one truth when we pray. Are we talking to God who is listening to our every word? If we are, then it is meaningful, it is deep, it is transformative. And if it's not, if our prayer is not avoda shabalev, a service of the heart to God, if it is not with a sense of omeid lifnei hamelech, I am standing in God's presence and God is listening, if we do not have that, then it will inevitably be more interesting to talk to the person sitting next to you. It's inevitable. Even other mitzvos that do not have this as its overt central feature. For example, Shabbos dinner. To have Shabbos dinner is a beautiful mitzvah. We have the family together or friends together. Our work is put away. Distractions are removed. There's tremendous benefit from having Shabbat dinner even without God. We still fulfill a mitzvah of celebrating Shabbos, even if it's not the ideal form of the mitzvah, but it's still a mitzvah, even if our Shabbos observance does not involve a belief in God. But when I engage in Shabbat dinner, with a sense of awareness of God's reality, with a sense of, 
a feeling of love of God and reverence for God, then when I engage in Shabbos dinner, it's not only a beautiful meal, surrounded by people I love, having a very good time and refreshing myself by removing all kinds of distractions, I also am becoming God's partner. I have the privilege of imitating God by resting on Shabbos just as God rested on Shabbos. I have the opportunity to give God pleasure through my observance of God's commandments. What difference does it make? Well, it will mean that the actions that I do to observe Shabbos will be much more deep, much more meaningful. It means that I will be doing the same observance of Shabbos in private as I do in public. Because I'm not just doing it in a situation where other people see me, even if I'm alone, but I still have an awareness of God and my observance of Shabbos has exactly the same significance as if I'm in a crowd of people. It means that my observance will be more consistent. It's not that, you know, this week I'm deciding to observe Shabbat, I'm having a Shabbat dinner. No, if it's God... You know, if if it's without God, well, one week I have guests, one week I don't have guests, one week I have a special dinner, another time I don't have a special dinner. But if it's with God, then I'm always with God, even if I'm alone. The, uh, the significance of observing Shabbos has exactly the same significance as if I'm in a large crowd. And there is a much better chance that our children will want to do the same. There's no guarantee, but a much better chance that our children will sense the depth and the significance. It's not just a happy meal. It's something that connects me to God allows me to imitate God. And that depth is much easier, much more of a chance to transmit to our children and our grandchildren than if it's simply a beautiful and delicious meal. <clears throat> I don't think, for most of us today, that the issue of belief in God is are we persuaded by the philosophical questions of God's existence or involvement and the philosophical proofs? For some people, yes, yes. But for many of us, it's simply a question of putting in the effort to be curious to allow the experience to grow and to affect us more deeply than we may have ever let it before. It's the effect, for example, that when we say a bracha, we say a bracha before we eat or after we eat, a blessing. If we simply take the mental energy, not just to recite the words without thinking, but to focus on the meaning of the words, blessed are you, God, 
king of the universe who has created everything through your word. If we think of the significance of that, if we think of to whom we are speaking, and for what are we grateful if we use that as a moment to connect with God, it costs nothing. It takes no more time. There's no more time necessary to say a bracha with meaning and awareness of God than simply to say the words by themselves without necessarily thinking of God. All it takes is an expenditure of brain energy and awareness. So I want to be very clear and not be misunderstood. Everyone who does anything positive for any reason whether with an awareness of God or without an awareness of God. That is good. It's a mitzvah. And it should be cherished and valued and praised. But why be satisfied with that? When it can be better. When it can be deeper. When it can be more transformative. My bottom line is that all Jews are Jews, 100%. No Jew is more Jewish than any other Jew. Grappling with understanding God is a wonderful Jewish trait. It's not easy. Every single one of us, if we are honest, I certainly go through periods of doubt and uncertainty and struggle about my faith in God. All good actions are mitzvos, regardless of belief or non-belief. But being aware of God as a reality and God's power and especially God's love for every one of us can enhance and deepen every act we perform. Those who do believe this have a responsibility to live and inspire others to develop this way of seeing the world. And those who struggle with it should be admired for their honesty. My friends, I want to wish you a great day and I look forward to seeing you soon in person.